0: Welcome to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, the Witch of Lupin Hollow, and a self-love and empowerment coach. I'm here to help you embody simplicity in your spiritual practice and to feel confident bringing empowering magic and rituals into your real daily life. Join me each week for practical insights on the seasons and the stars. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to our live today. I am here with Wendy from Bruja Power Botanica, um, which is an amazing, amazing shop that you must go check out. And I'm so happy to have Wendy here with us today. Um, So I'm just bringing up the comments on my phone so I make sure I don't miss anything. Here we go. Maybe. (laughs) I can get my phone to cooperate. Um, We have to refresh it. Um, So if you are here with us live in the Facebook group, drop a comment, say hello, let us know that you're here. Um, If you are listening on the podcast, now I'm You can hear me talking on my phone and in person. Um,
1: (laughs) Double message to the (laughs) world.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I I have an echo. Um, (laughs) You are listening to the podcast. This was recorded live in our free Facebook group, the Empowered Modern Witches Community. Um, And we are so happy to have you here listening to the podcast as well. Hey, Katie. Okay. So, Wendy, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. And thank you so much for the invite.
1: Uh, My name is Wendy Mata and I'm a Burja Gurandera by lineage and initiated shaman and I come from Mexico and I am descendant of the native tribes of Toltec and Aztec tradition. Um, And I'm initiated in shamanism and Mayan shamanism. I'm also the founder of Bruja Power Botanica, which is a space for curated ethical magic. You can find their spells and candles and bats and herbs and all sorts of things to support people
0: living a better life. Awesome, and such beautiful, beautiful things. Um, Wendy, can you tell us a little bit more about I want to hear two things. I, well, I want to hear all the things. I want to hear more about your ancestral traditions and lineage because I know that that is so deeply rooted in the modern work that you do. Um, and I would also love to hear a little bit about how you ended up, you know, kind of doing this full time and, and really starting your shop and your business.
1: Absolutely. So first to the tradition, so, uh, The first thing that I can think of that impacted me in my life regarding her tradition is back in um, 1987, I'm 40, so this is when I was seven years old, and my grandmother took me to a place in Coahuila, Mexico, where um, her people used to dance to the rain. My grandmother comes from this space called San Isidro Labrador and they will get together every May 15, oh, in today's um, every May 15, and they will dance in the wind and they will connect into spirit, they will connect into the earth, they will connect into the sky and they will do specific dances to bring water to the crops. And I remember when my grandmother took me there and she told me where we come from and she showed me the amazingness that can happen for just an entire community when you're part of spiritual practices. She also uh, indicated that most of the rainmakers in her tradition had a very specific mark, which was uh, this white uh, straight in hair. Like my my grandmother had it. My mom was now visiting from Mexico. She has also right here. My sister has it. Like a lot of the women on my family have it. So since she took me back there when I was, I realized that we had a mission and that we had also uh, the ability to make a compromise to share our traditions and to tell the world what can happen if you are blind. Um, and in my life, I had that presence since very young and also because I was raised in a family of a lot of magical people like healers and shamans and um, my dad i remember him teaching me the first healing session like the first healing a process that i learned i think it was six, he was teaching me how to remove a headache um i had always very present this in my life but i went ahead and i took a corporate job i went to to school i became an engineer and then a mechanical engineer and um i went to school and i worked in technology development for a really long time but when I was around maybe 24, 25, I had a really good job. Well, I always had really good jobs, but I had a really good job where I could find problems and solutions. I could find solutions for problems that nobody else could find. And I realized that it was because of my abilities with spirit and my psychic abilities and my witchy abilities that I could know right away solutions for cybersecurity problems and hardware problems and like really big deal problems. I will know just right away because I'm a witch. And that kind of trigger like, OK, I need to focus more on my practices, even that they've been all my life there. I can see how they can actually help you live a better life and an abundant life. So um, I stay in the corporate world for 22 years. And back in December, I get my notice and I became a full-time witch, which is something fantastic. Yeah, uh, my, um because of a dream that I had of my grandmother, this one, the one that took me to her, to her land, to her space. Uh, she told me back in a dream in Dia de Muertos that I had to have an online botanica. And when you're connected to ancestry, your ancestors come and talk to you all the time. And she came every single day at 4 AM in the morning to tell me, what are you waiting for? You got to open your business. You got to like, you were born for, for this. You This is what you're supposed to be doing. You have to leave. So I left my job. And uh, since then, I've been serving from time the community. Um, I serve two types of community, um, one of them are. Um, women that are ready to take their spirituality to the next level. Um, but they have they're more experienced in life, they're probably around 35, 45 years old, and they already travel and play and continue to play, but they're looking to take their spirituality to their next level. And then I also work with a very specific group of Latins, which is the ones that are trying to reconnect to the roots. So I'm working with Puerto Ricans and Mexicans and Colombians and Salvadorians and Guatemalans that are on the United States and are are looking to go back into our traditional brujería and our tradition of curanderismo and shamanism um, to reawaken that
0: what they are. I love that. And I love that you serve these like different groups of people or groups within groups um, to, to really get specific about you know, what our needs are. Cause our needs can be different. You know, we are like a community of magical people, a community of witchy people. And then within that we have different experiences and different needs. Um, Elena asks, where are you located now?
1: Um, I live right outside of Washington, D.C.
0: I love that area. <laughs> D.C. Time. You're welcome to visit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, oh gosh, so many questions. I love how connected you are to your own ancestral roots and that you're helping other people kind of reclaim that. Can you speak, I want to talk about a bunch of other things too, but can you speak a little bit to kind of some of the people that you've not the individual people you've helped, but generally as groups, kind of, what are some of the different types of traditions like that you come from versus the different traditions that some of your clients come from? Like, what do those traditions tend to look like? Like what are some of the practices that are part of your life and your practices?
1: absolutely so i i um i work with any type of tradition like i like my customers that come for shamanic healing and for Pur- Pur- and there is no i actually have a specific service that is to provide healing for ancestral for ancestry like go through our timeline and connecting into the energy of our mother line and our father line and heal trauma and it comes from like my customers is a very global base. And I think one of the reasons is because, what, because I was working in corporate and I was paid to solve problems around the world. I was traveling all the time and I was going all the time to everywhere. So I got to connect with people from all over the world. And I also got to connect to a lot of C-level executives who are now uh, my customers um, and advise them in magic and shamanism and Luheria practices. So, but I have a little bit of everything, but the constant that I see, regardless of their descendants, regardless of where they're coming from, it's that we have patterns that repeat within our timeline. For example, if our mother or grandmother or great grandmother went through specific situations in their life, um, if they didn't heal the pain or they didn't heal the wound or didn't embrace the emotions that stays within the emotional code that stays within our energy field that stays within who we are and then it repeats so when uh, people come to do these sessions for shamanism and curanderismo is because there are situations that they haven't been able to pass or move forward to and they understand that they are not the only ones that are going through it and that they are not just going through their own pain but they're also going through the pain and when we do these sessions, we heal the present, but we also believe in shamanism that when you heal your present, you also heal your past, you also heal your future, and of course, you also heal your multiple realities. So they are very, um, very strong, very powerful. Um, I've also seen uh, some cultures, for example, that have very similar traditions to the Mexican tradition, even though they are completely different, but uh, there is a lot of similar to one thing I've learned in my travels around the world is that the techniques may be different, but the results are very similar. Like uh, ma- magic, it's a very ancient wisdom. It's the first spiritual practice practice that we had, and different places do it in a different way, but at the end, we do the same celebrate the elements. we connect to the earth we connect to ancestry we connect to light beings that are out there um we just do it in a different way yeah
0: i completely agree i always love finding those connections where you know we, we all have our own individual ancestry and our own individual traditions and it's so important to honor that but i think it's also really beautiful and important to find those connections too those like places of intersection and those places where we have common ground with each other it's so powerful yeah um, and- elena asked a great well first she elena asks do you have an online workshop um which will have lots of opportunity i want wendy to tell us all about all the amazing things she's doing but elena also asks i'm 100 percent interested in doing healing ancestor work i'm mexican-american where do i begin uh so
1: the first step is always to do a family tree, to recognize who's in your line, who recognizes who's in your timeline, and take note on the experiences, positive and negative, that went through their lives, so that you can start seeing, seeing trends and tendencies within what is showing up more. Uh, particularly for, uh, what's her name, Paulina? Elena. Elena, Elena, sorry, Elena, who will be, she's Mexican-American, she will be Elena. <laughs> Particularly for Elena, um, the the mother line, you know, like poor ancestry come, tends to come uh, with a lot of trauma from, um, Oh, much machismo i don't know how you call that in english but like like that patriarchal right like that patriarchal line that the women is supposed to behave one way dress one way while well one way be one way so there is a lot of that work also to be done so in a nutshell you basically make a map of who we are uh we make a map of who's the father, who's the mother, and then both lines. And then you trace what happens in both lines. You find the similitudes in both lines. And then depending on whatever your practices, who's helping you, you use different type of healing modalities to transform the frequencies of that trauma.
0: Absolutely. I love the idea of a family tree being a map that really, I think that's so powerful. It's, I always talk about astrological charts being a map. And I think they're very, very interconnected, you know, that these different ways of kind of laying out who we are and laying out information of, that kind of sums us up, you know, that, that is like, we're, you know, we're greater than the sum of our parts. Like these are, these are some of our parts, I love that.
1: Right, and when we change the parts, then we change the future because we don't continue to go into the same timeline that we were going, like that timeline was created by the past and the present, but then if we modify the energetic DNA of the past, then we have the ability to do what is called quantum jumping, right? Like we have the ability to go into a different process and we can shift from learning in life through struggle to learning through love and we no longer have the suffering that may come with humanity because we learn to live life from a different perspective.
0: Yes. Absolutely, so powerful. And I know you work a lot with candles and with herbs of all different kinds. What kinds of plants especially, but any tools do you like to work with for this kind of ancestral healing?
1: Well, um, my favorite plant to do ancestral healing and really anything in general and the one that you will see in our home the most will be, uh, the name in Spanish is albahaca, which is basil. And albacar or basil is the plant that is used to clear the auric field. So if you go into a healer in Mexico, she's gonna do something called Olympia, which is basically absorbing and taking away from the auric field any kind of uh, energetic contamination that may exist there. And they will grab uh, branches of three, uh, of a fresh albacar or a basil, and then they will do this process where they're removing from the auric field whatever contamination exists. So I you it when I used to see customers in person, you know, COVID, <laughs> but once upon a time when we used to see people, I used it a lot in my healing sessions. Now, uh, the way that I'm using it is that I am preparing a lot of herbal baths. And I'm preparing baths that have a lot of basil. Uh, some of it comes from witches that I know and some of it comes from our garden. And I go through this process of activating the frequencies of the vessel so that they a basal so that they can help with clearing people's energy um so that's like my favorite we also of course use it for cooking we also use it for like i really love how it smells like i just like keeping it around just just for smelling it and it's also great uh, it's also great for, for abundance so like if you're doing any kind of spells of abundance in many traditions you're going to see that basil it's used for that um and also is used as an activator it's like a neutralizer so if you have a space that is um not necessarily bad but it's also not necessarily good uh we use it for neutralizing the space so we bring the basal and we create vortexes of energy because that's what a plant does we create vortexes of energy with the basal and it just brings it back to a place that is neutral there's nothing good bad or ugly there's just neutrality and when we work with energy we need to understand always that energy sometimes needs to be neutral sometimes needs to be one way or sometimes needs to be other right so a basil is great for that
0: yeah that's awesome I love the idea of neutrality and energy because I think so often we talk about things as being you know good or bad or positive or negative or masculine or feminine right and it's like there is this not only is there a spectrum of all those things but there's also a middle ground there's this neutral space that I think sometimes we kind of don't give a lot of credit to but I think sometimes that that neutral energy can be really calming and peaceful. And just like I think sometimes stepping into a neutral space in that way can really help us to find the inspiration or the, you know, the next path or the next steps. Like sometimes we try to always be going, you know, we try to mm-hmm. always be, no, everything needs to be positive and perfect. And, you know, we need to keep it clear all the time when like <laughs> when neutrality, I think, is very under underappreciated
1: yes absolutely and also when when we learn to live in a state of neutrality and this doesn't mean that we have to deny the emotions and the ups and downs of humanity i don't mean that but what i mean is sometimes we gotta be neutral right and when we get to be in that state then we are in a point where we can actually observe we are in a point where we can actually understand our surroundings and our own energy and the energy of the ones around us um So it is very important to have at least a little bit of neutrality on the day if we can stay on that stay, right? Also, uh, it is particularly important for empaths because as you know, empaths, we are a sponge, right? We are like this thing that pretty much feels everything at all times. Mm -hmm. And we feel the good, which comes with a lot of awesome pleasure, but we also feel the bad, which comes with a lot of depletion and tiredness and all these energies. So, uh, empaths
0: need to master
1: the art of
0: neutrality. Absolutely. What would you say? Because of course, we have a lot of a lot of empathic people in this space, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to one degree or another. Um, what would you suggest someone who's looking for that kind of neutrality? Would you suggest they work with basil? I would suggest that they work with basil.
1: Yes. Um, another herb that is very good for uh, neutrality is. Um, the orange flower so it will be flor de azar is how we call it um flor de azar is also a great 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 ally for neutrality it's great for clearing but it's also great for neutrality so for example if um like or agua florida i don't know if you're familiar with agua florida it's um the, the orange flower, the neroli. Yeah, yeah. So, um, or, or, uh, yeah, or, or type of agua florida, it's made of the orange blossom. And I can, I mean, I don't know, I don't even know how many times I can think of just like a memory back of my time, seeing my grandmother or my aunt or somebody of the family, clearing somebody's energy with agua florida, with like the orange blossom water, because that's what we use. But it doesn't take you to this place of heightened energy it takes you to that place of like oh it feels good and clean and nice so for somebody that that is looking to to have that in their life i definitely recommend they have some agua florida around for their clearing or just simply take a bath of basil and the way that you will do that is that you will take as much basil as you have but not as much but like a bunch of basil and then you will boil it like boil a bunch of basil, I don't know, I don't know how much, but like, I don't know a bunch and boil it in about a gallon of water and add some salt to the water. Then you bring that um, blend, that that boiled water to the shower. And with a sponge or with a, or with a towel, you start around your body, just scrubbing it So, that it brings your entire body to neutrality. And this is especially good if you're having a really heavy day or a really tired day and you really need to completely take it out, or you had some sort of um, trauma or some sort of um, disagreement with somebody, or just simply it's, and our life has had a lot of ups and downs the last, I mean, since 2020. So, simply, if it's one of those days, uh, basil. Basil is fantastic. And if you have a bathtub, you can also put that same full end of water. Um, of course, wait for it to be cold and warm yourself. Um, but you can put that on the bathtub too. And in the Botanica, we have prepare bats with different intentions uh, that are also great for, for clearing.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Alina says, um, My daughter is seven years old and I'm teaching her to make Florida water under the full moon. I love that. That's nice. So awesome.
1: Nice. And in our tradition, seven, it's one of the first initiations that children receive. So she's definitely opening up so beautifully.
0: That's wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah. I love the, all the different options, you know, and, and how accessible these tools that you're talking about are, you know, basil, like one of our most accessible and like easiest to grow herbs or easiest to find and, you know, have even in the shower, right? Like a sponge. Like, I feel like that's such a, a, hurdle or a hangup for so many people it's like I live in an apartment I don't have a bathtub or whatever it is you know like you can still use so many of these tools that really are so accessible to us we just don't think of them as being magical you know I mean so many even all of the herbs you can find at the grocery store are mm-hmm. powerful, <laughs> have some kind of power
1: for you Yes and another thing is like even if you don't have the opportunity at the moment to boil them or use them in, in bath salts you can just take the plant and just brush it around you and just by doing that the plant will take away whatever it is that it takes away it take away and the plant will be even stronger for that purpose if you actually connect with its energy if you actually talk to it and say i will um, be very thankful if you help me clear and release and neutralize. And we can also talk to the plant and ask the plant to activate in a way that the frequencies of clearing that exist within it become more enhanced. And there is a very big difference between the impact that a plant will have when you talk to it and connect to it and you're grateful to it, than when you will not. like. Anybody that has at least a little bit of sensitivity on feeling the differences on energy will be able to catch that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Well, and I, I think it's always so interesting. You know, we work with plants in so many different ways in magic, and so many plants have multiple purposes, right? We might use them for different types of magic. So I love that of just telling the plant what we need, just asking for, you know, I need you. We with this specific thing instead of just kind of you know crossing our fingers and being like I think you know what I want,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's like with the communication with a human being, right? You don't expect that the human will know what you want to need if you don't talk to it. Like you have to communicate. Like in relationships, relationships will be more successful and stable if you communicate is the same with plants and crystals and light beings and angels and archangels and goddesses and whatever it is that you're working with you have to communicate yes
0: absolutely so true and i think so overlooked you know and that just i mean again right i'm repeating myself but just (laughs) the, the ease the accessibility of like you know, you can pick some basil and kind of tell it what you need, and and you know make these these really simple clearing motions and really have an impact. When you know, yeah, you can do all sorts of elaborate, beautiful, you know, exciting looking magic, but sometimes just that is really all we really need.
1: Yes, yes. One thing that I used to do, um, like some of the 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 activities that I did in my corporate life were very stressful. And one of the things that I will do that nobody knew that I was doing, but that I will do because I knew that it was effective is that I will cut pieces of basil and I will put them on my shoes. So I will be on a meeting where situations will be strong, right? And my the basil on my shoes will be actively absorbing whatever energy or even spiritual attacks that intentionally people on the meetings will be sending. And there was a time that i had to negotiate negotiate multi-million and multi-billion dollar contracts and i was auditing auditing uh, uh, quality the production processes around the world like very big companies around the world and if you are sometimes telling them you know what you could do better uh you could absolutely feel attack the 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 psychic attack so i always had basil with me sometimes i will arrive to a country and the first thing that i would do is that i will go get some basil, so that i will have it for my trips or I will also put it on my belly button. So for, for us in our know, tradition, our belly button is, a, a very, is the most important center of energy, actually. Mm-hmm. And I will put it on my belly button so that my belly button will be covered and protected by the basil. So if there was anything heavy or any spiritual attack, or even any spirit or
0: any hotel or any place that I would stay, that it would not connect in the Interesting. So interesting. That makes sense. Like, I feel like that's definitely an overlooked, (laughs) overlooked Uh, (laughs) part of the body. body. Um, (laughs) I would love to hear some more about your, the different products that you make in your shop and kind of like, what's your favorite? And you know, what are your, what's your process? Just, I would love to hear some more about all of that.
1: Absolutely. What's my favorite? I think, uh, That's that's a hard question. I never thought about it. (laughs) Uh, All of it are my favorite, I think. But I think that what I what I love the most is candles. I feel like everything else is gonna get upset. <laughs> and I'm like, don't, no, no. doesn't mean that I don't love you. Please know that. Uh, no, but I, I love making spell candles because I am of the tradition of fire. So I'm a triple, triple fire shaman. I was activated under the fire tradition. And making candles, when i make candles i have this very strong connection with the spirit of fire like i cast circles to bring fire into the candles and bring the energy of fire into the candles and i ask depending on the type of spell, spell cast the candle that i'm doing i um do That similar activation that we're talking about the plants, like the plants that get activated, I do that with the fire. So, if we are, for example, you know, if I'm making a, an abundance candle, for example, I'm working with the spirit of the fire to activate abundance to whoever has that candle. Or I activate the spirit of the fire to, for example, burn away any energy. Like if it's an or a clearing uh, candle, um, the fire will be participating on the clearing. But also I, you can see here, like, I also have like, my candles have a lot of herbs. So there tend to be like a really, oh, where's the camera? There. <laughs> there is like a very uh, deep, heavy layer of activated herbs also in the candle. So one of my candles are, is gonna have different levels of herbs, plus the wax that is crystal activated, plus the fire, plus a lot of things
0: so um,
1: we have great results with the candles and we have great testimonials and every time that somebody works with a candle they say oh my god they're so powerful how you did it and it is because of that activation of the plants plus that activation of the fire plus that activation of all the crystals um, that come in um and it's just like a candle right like somebody buys a candle, a spell cast a candle, then they receive a ritual. um, And then they get the opportunity that no matter what degree of understanding and knowledge of magic they have, they can do it. Anybody can light a candle, right? Uh, That's one. And I think the other one will be bats. Like I love touching the plants and the earth to create a bat like I have here. One, this is one of my abundance bats. Um, So when somebody gets a bath, you can actually see like all the plants that they will receive. This is the blend that somebody will take and boil and put it on the water so that they can make that water. So this is an abundance one. You can see some laurel and then some lemongrass and then some cinnamon, uh, some um, siempre viva. So like all those herbs are activated to bring abundance to someone. So it also smells really nice (laughs) i think yeah because this it has a little bit of patchouli on it and some lavender and some really nice yummy herbs for bringing abundance so they're activated so i love making those um and when people gives me permission to make them personalize i love to actually read the energy of the person that is needing the bath And then I love to go and actually find the specific plans that that person may be needing, because he may not necessarily, you know, like I could make a batch of 50 bats, but it will not necessarily be what the person will need. And so um, in some customers that I already know, or that give me permission, well, some customers that I already know that gave me permission and any other new customers that me permission to read their energy then they get a spell in a bath
0: that is very effective yeah oh i love that well okay so i want to respond to so many pieces um (laughs) first i love that with your candles not only are you choosing you know crystals and plants that are aligned with the intention of the candle of course but i love that you're also activating like the other elements you're activating the wax and the fire like i feel like i haven't heard that a lot you know that we tend to, I don't know, I think we tend to think of the candle itself, you know, the wax and the whip and the flame as like, like a vessel, you know, but it's not, it's really, it's an ingredient. It's part of that tool. I, I just love that. I think that's very, very cool. And it, it makes sense that that would make your candles that much more effective because it's, it's not only, you know, the, the spell ingredients, it's all of it. That's really all focused on this one outcome
1: yes yes a lot of correspondences that are activated for the candles to create this very powerful vortex i love that
0: um sorry i have to pour another cup of tea (laughs) I i can't do anything if i don't have a full cup of tea um okay so anna asks do you grow and dry your own plants or do you buy them and create your own mix
1: uh both uh in the area like we just moved last september to to where we are now we used to be in maryland and now we live in virginia so we left solar plans <laughs> just think about it i'm like <laughs> i want to cry we had we had great uh plans that we had been nurturing for many years and we moved here so i when i realized that we were moving i actually harvested some of it and i still have some of them and we have been planting now in our new space. We are working on creating the herbal uh, beds outside and all the things that are necessary. But it's a process, right? It doesn't. It's not ready in a minute, it takes some time. So uh, for the herbs that I have, I use the ones that I have. And for the ones that I don't have, I use from witches that I know, that I know that they have the right frequency, that they have the right energy and that they treat the plants like the light beans that they are, because they're magical beings, right? A plant is a plant, a plant is energy, a plant is life, a plant is, it's a vortex. Um, and if for some reason I cannot find it with anybody from my network, then I get uh, plants that are organic. I believe that is very important that what we use in our magic, the best possible quality that we can get, the best possible results.
0: Sure. Absolutely. What kinds of plants do you grow for yourself and do you grow in your your new fancy herbal beds?
1: <laughs> so uh, we have rosemary, we have basil, we have ruda, rue. Uh, we have abrecaminos, which is bonset. We have, uh, well, lots and lots and lots and lots of basil. <laughs> uh, marjoram, we have oregano, we have all sorts of things. Um, hopefully by next year, we're gonna have a full bloom again. Uh, we have a lot of lavender because I also use a lot of lavender, and a lot of rosemary. Another one of my favorite ones is rosemary, which is a great plant also to uh, spirit plant to clear, but it's also great for abundance spells. So anybody that is creating anything related to abundance, rosemary is awesome for that, um, as well as for spells of being able to focus. Like I have a candle, like one of my best sellers is a candle that is called Get Your Shed Together. <laughs> and it's, ba- it's it has a base of rosemary and neroli, which
0: uh, is delicious. I have that candle and it smells amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh <God. laughs> um, Yeah, I love that so many of the plants that you use have these like multiple different purposes that, you know, like you were saying, you can use them for cooking, you can use them for magic, you can use them for all these different things. Do you tend to use the same plants for those different purposes or do you like keep them separate in your garden? How do you approach that? Uh, The only plants that
1: I keep separate are the ones that are activated for protection. We have specific plants. And you know, like when you're working with energy, you have to be, sure that you're setting up your cortex as a protection. Uh, That's one of the basics that we forget the most. And then, you know, energies go up and down and then we get depleted or even spiritually attacked. So the ones that I don't use for cooking are the ones that are specifically for protection and they are peppers. Like on our tradition, we use a lot of red peppers for protection. So we have pepper plants that I Activated and talked to and connected to and on earth that are just for clearing and protection. And then I have peppers that are for or meals.
0: Sure, absolutely, that makes sense. And I love peppers for protection, like all kinds of peppers. They're just so so potent. Um, what do you? What do you? Just out of curiosity, what do you do with them? Do you harvest them and compost, or what do you do with those That's ones you're that you're not eating? I harvest and compost the peppers.
1: And it's been situations, you know, like when a plan, when you have a plan that is activated for a specific outcome, you will see how it will change its composition and behavior depending on the situation. Like I remember, I will never forget a situation that I had a long time ago when somebody showed up at my house. Uh, this is when I was still back in Mexico and somebody showed up in my house and it was an old friend, but it was somebody that I had not seen in many years and I don't know how how somehow she, she, she visit. And all my pepper plants dry. Like as soon as she left, like I was st- kind of like starting to feel, you know, like when somebody overloads you, uh, you can a little bit of, you get a little bit of a headache and this tiredness, right? And I was starting to feel a little dizzy and I was like, mm, uh, you probably gotta go. And the next day, everything was dry. Like I had like five or 10 pepper plants outside of the house and they were all dry huh imagine right imagine the level of energy that that person was carrying i don't think that she had the intention of hurting or the intention of like she's a great human being but sometimes we we connect to things that we carry we connect to trauma we connect to 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 whatever is
0: happening around us right and we're, not, we're not protected
1: so she drew she dried all my plants
0: <laughs> amazing yeah I mean and that's so true right like I think sometimes we think I mean on the one hand like the plants getting dried out is very magical but on the other hand I think sometimes we think of like oh like I can't see my magic you know it's not tangible but just that fact of like I think we've all had that experience of like you know, spending time with someone and just, you know, I like this person, but I'm just, I can't be with you right now. Like I'm drained. I'm tired being in your presence. Um, and you know, that right there is our intuition. That is our magic, like coming out. And I think sometimes we dismiss that as, you know, Oh, I didn't sleep well last night, but like, it really is so much deeper than that sometimes yes
1: yes and also the more we listen to those messages when our intuition and our soul is talking to us and the stronger it becomes and then the more we deny it then the more unbalanced we are with ourselves because we're saying no to our own voice
0: absolutely um, elena says is there a difference between sweet basil and purple basil i use and grow both uh
1: i don't know i don't use purple basil i only use uh, the green one, but um, I would recommend to read a little more about it because I I don't know.
0: Yeah. I use a green one, but if you have both, I mean, as the basil, <laughs> she will <Right>. tell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. So yeah, I would do some research and some some intuitive tune in there. Um, Alyssa asks, have you ever heard of pineapple sage? If so, would this be something that could be used for spell work or even Florida water? Pineapple sage
1: is that some sort of dry leaves of pineapple? What is that? And I don't think I've ever.
0: I think it's a type, uh, Alyssa, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's a type of sage, it, you know, like um, like chocolate mint or things like that. Like, I think it's like that, but a type of sage.
1: I don't think I've ever heard about pineapple sage, but I will say that the composition of the sage pretty much is similar to the different types of sages that we have. So it is possible that any kind of sage that you can get a hold of, it will help you for clearing uh and i'm here like i'm hearing my sage here talking like say yes yes it's true. so uh but i will also again like depending on whatever sage you can find you do the same right like you go and activate the sage and say hey i will i honor your presence i honor your power and i ask you to help me clear and then it will do it
0: yeah absolutely yeah Alyssa says i just bought it at a local nursery yeah i i agree i think that we have kind of gotten in our heads about sage, especially um, that, you know, Oh, it needs to be certain types of sage, but common garden sage works just as well as anything else. Yes. And, you know, I, I think that that's always something that has to be stated because it doesn't have to be, certainly it doesn't have to be an endangered plant <laughs> that we probably right. need to be particular. Yeah. And besides sage, we can use rosemary, we can use basil, we can use cedar wood, we can use all sorts of things. Yes. Yeah. Cedar is one of my personal favorites for cleansing. It's just, and I think you also have to, you know, you have to choose something that you feel drawn to like Alyssa. Okay. You know, I found this plant that I've never heard of, but I'm drawn to it for whatever reason. Like it will tell you, and you know, like what it's meant for. And, you know, sometimes we have to trust that a little bit.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: All right, well, this has been wonderful. Um, if anyone has any final questions for Wendy, drop them in the comments, um, if you're here with us live. Um, and Wendy, I would love to hear just, you know, where people can find you about your programs or workshops or anything that you're offering, all of the all the things.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hydration is important as I tell my daughter all the time. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. So we can uh, you can find us at www.bruja.us uh that's where you can see the botanica with all the products that uh, are handcrafted by me uh, you can also see their workshops you can see uh or healing programs for shamanism and for granderismo and the latest program which i'm so excited that i haven't slept in the last three days because of it <laughs> I was preparing it it's uh, mujer luna which is a space for workshops and guest speakers and rituals and workbooks and all sorts of support systems that we magical women need. Um, I had my founder, founding member lounge that just ended today at 3 p.m. So I'm very excited about the program. It's going to start taking members again in the summer. So right now for the next three months, we're going to be working on the platforms for the videos and for the speakers and, all the ways that we're going to be communicating with the members um but the main goal is that women get to have the tools that they need to grow their magic and that they get to have the tools to believe in their power all women are magical many women are witches but a lot of more of them forgot their ability to change reality They forgot their ability to talk to plants, talk to crystals, talk to spirits for whatever reason. And the goal is that it
0: becomes a platform and a space where they start trusting in their magic again. Absolutely. It sounds amazing. Sounds absolutely wonderful. Um, So I just dropped, I think Julie and I both dropped the link in the comments um, for Wendy's website. Um, And this has just been so, so absolutely lovely. It's always, always so nice to chat with you, Wendy.
1: Thank you so much. And anything, anytime, I'm here.
0: All right. Well, everyone should definitely go check Wendy out, check out the website. Um, She's on a bunch of all the socials. So go follow her. Um, And thank you so much for being here with us live and or listening to the podcast episode. Um, And thank you so much, Wendy.
1: Thank you, Bob.